1: How much time? till we're on. Get on, Ron! What?
2: We're on the air right
1: now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight.
3: Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9. A groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Trained for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day.
4: Hello and welcome to it. It is Sports Day, Tuesday night edition after the public holiday Monday. Hello, Jason Matthews here. Flying solo, but with uh, a bit of help from Daddy Vass tonight. He's back from uh, Chrissy holidays. Sat's away until January 15. And Rat, he won't be back till about Jan 22. How about him? He is a turncoat. Photos of him on social media at uh, the Buffalo Bills game afterwards getting on the ground taking kicks and all that with his lovely wife Chloe but he bangs on about oh I'm a 49ers fan all that sort it was all decked out in the Bills gear at this game photos with the Bills mafia you're unbelievable right unbelievable and daddy reminded me at the time when he spoke to Brett Kenny and he said he used to he used to put on a uh, it was he, he was his favorite player instead of his dad Absolutely incredible rap. Hello to our audience through the Super Radio Network, SEN 1170, SEN Q693 AM. Uh, Our track stations uh, in Queensland and New South Wales, SEN Fanatic. Uh, And those listening through the SEN app, you've got us uh, on the SEN app for two hours tonight. For those listening through SEN, you've got us for one hour. Uh, We will be going to the Melbourne Derby Is it a derby or derby in Victoria? Uh, The Stars and the Renegades fighting for the Skivvy Latte Cup tonight at the MCG. There are some storms predicted. Hopefully that game will get underway tonight. Hello to all our partners, Kia, of course, World Gym Australia, and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Who's listening? Who's around? I mean, I haven't been able to have some time off yet. Even Glenn, who does nothing, has had holidays. How bad am I going? Uh, if you're listening, 0477 736 736. Did I say 0477 then? 0457 736 736 is our text if you're in Australia. Uh, you can text from New Zealand, double three or call uh, 1300 01 1170. We're on the socials as well, Sports Day SCN on TikTok. Instagram, SCNQ, and on X, Sports Day, NSW, big show tonight as we count down to the third test at the SCG tomorrow. Amongst all the Dave Warner stuff, I think we've forgotten that it's also a pink test, um, which is tradition um, for the New Year's test in Sydney as money is raised and awareness for the Jane McGrath Foundation. Um, So we'll chat to uh, Simon Kadich. Uh, who's part of the SCN commentary team and also does stuff for Channel 7. uh, Opener himself. And at one stage was um, skipper of Dave Warner uh, at New South Wales. So we'll have a chat to him and get his memory of Dave Warner. Uh, SCN's own Barrett Sundaraisen, again, part of our SCN cricket commentary team. Uh, He caught up with Pat Cummins early today. We'll hear that chat as well. Just highlighting some of the best chats From 2023 and uh, Sats and I probably, I think it was about a couple of months ago, spoke to Paul Mary McGregor. Uh, We had a great chat with him and found out some stuff as well, which we can repeat on radio. Uh, We'll replay that chat for you too in the second hour. Daddy Vass, back from holidays, as I said, he's got three burning questions for me as well. And I'd get your input on that as well. And Chris Nelson, Racing Queensland, counting down to Magic Millions, which is a massive carnival on the Gold Coast. Uh, next week, all the all the fanfare kicks off, but they're racing again at the Gold Coast this weekend on the turf track. So, what a time to be doing it when uh, we've had so much rain around Southeast Queensland. It's been absolutely ridiculous. Come
2: on, that's ridiculous.
4: It's been so much. Actually, speaking, I, anyone listening in coughs tonight through the Super Radio Network. I want to hear from you, um, Chris Hartley, former. Uh, Queensland cooper and myself were at the Gabba last night for that washout between the Sixers and the Heats. And they finally caught it at 7.55 Australian Eastern Standard Time last night. But uh, we made the point that they're playing two days later in Coffs Harbour, uh, the Sixers and the Heat. Show me a photo. I don't know if you've seen it on social media, the photo of Coffs Harbour Stadium. Incredible. It was uh, – Coff said something like, and correct me if I'm right, uh, they've had something like 300 meals in four hours over the weekend. And the Coffs Stadium, where they're playing this uh, Big Bash game tomorrow night, was underwater. So much so, the, the actual covers for the pitch were floating on top of the water. So, hey, how's that look today? If anyone around the Coffs area has got a photo of it, uh, let us know. Or if you've seen it, love to hear from you. 0457 736, 736. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Ahead of Warner's farewell tomorrow night, or tomorrow I should say at the SCG. That this is not even my idea, right? This is not my idea. This is Daddy Vass's. I'd never come up with this. Daddy Vass wants to celebrate some of Dave Warner's best moments on the show. Are you serious, Daddy? Like, are you serious? Are you trying to torture me? He's got listed here, he's 335 not out in 2019 against Pakistan. Um, What comes to mind? Is Craig from Maitland listening? Here's your chance, Rister Muzz. Your greatest Dave Warner moment, please. This is a stitch-up. And our daddy wants me to play audio. Oh, dangerously on
5: the leg side. He's going to push. He's getting there. That is for sure for the little fella. A brilliant 100 with plenty more to do.
4: But welcome to the international stage. The only reason we're playing that one, has got our our colleague and the great man himself, Ian Healy, calling that. That was Dave Warner's first 100 in 2011. Do I I have to continue with this, Daddy? Even Daddy's gone to sleep. What's your favourite... David Warner moment, and no, nothing inappropriate, uh, Rooster Muzz. Uh, if we got the 180? Oh, no, we've got, um, oh, this one, Boxing Day, the 200.
2: Oh, Zapish and it gets through. And David Warner celebrates pure emotion. Oh, just oh. enough energy to get the trademark leap out. It comes with a cramp, but it's a pain that he is happy to have. First Australian to pass 200 in their 100th test. History from David Warner.
4: Wonderfully well played. Yeah, Dave Warner last season getting 200. I love what Daddy's written here. I'm going to throw you under the bus, mate. Uh, With his back against the wall in 2022, Dave Warner makes 200 against South Africa in his 100th test at the MCG. What are your favourite Warner moments? Shoot us a text. Might even read them out. 0457 736 736. Some cricket news around for e's. I feel like a twoies or two. Drink responsibly.
6: Uh, God, still on Dave Warner. He's announced his retirement from ODIs. I'm, I'm definitely retiring from one-day cricket as well. Um, that was something that I, I had said, you know, through the World Cup, get through that. And if... Um, you know, winning it in India, I think that's a massive achievement. So um, I'll make that decision today as well to retire from those forms, um, which it does allow me to go and play um, some other leagues around the world and, and sort of get the, the one-day team um, sort of moving forward a little bit. I know there's a Champions Trophy coming up. And, you know, look, if I'm playing decent cricket still in two years' time and I'm, I'm around and, you know, they need someone, I'm, I'm going to be available.
4: Oh, good to know. Uh, Dave Warner yesterday at that media conference. Uh, we played it last night during the cricket. That media conference went for 24 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, he's announced his retirement. I think Matt Short is probably the front runner. What do you think to go into that opening position uh, with the white ball, the one dayers? Dave Warner, to his credit, is going to go and play some T20 cricket around the world and earn the money. Uh, why not? Uh, 37 years of age, hasn't got a lot of time left. So good on him for going and earning as much as he possibly can before he gives up cricket full-time. So that's a part of that announcement. The thing that really got to me, and I know this is going to blow up the text machine, and 097, I'm not reading out that text because I totally disagree uh, with you. Hey, boys, Alex Demonor has found some uh, rockets in his pockets, which is good to have heading into the Australian Open. That's from Rafa. Is that as actually as in Nadal? Tomorrow night we're going to have Brett Phillips on the show. Uh, By the way, I'm going to look at tennis. And I know there's a a question coming up a little later on about who's the greatest Grand Slam champion. We'll get to that in a moment. But back to Warner. This one's riled me up a bit. He said he has no regrets uh, from the infamous 2018 ball tampering scandal. Uh, Here's what he had to say.
6: Reflecting back on that, um, that whole whole period, my whole career, I've I've got no regrets because you're going to have a lot of hurdles that you have to jump. There's going to be obstacles in the way. But you have to move forward and I've done that with dignity. I've I've come back and I've got a lot of passion for the game. And it was important for from my perspective to make sure that I'm giving back, making sure that I've not just gained the respect back, but making sure that you know I'm putting, you know, Australian cricket first.
4: You know what? I, I, I can't buy that. And and that's what changed my opinion about Dave Warren. A couple of other things as well. I've I've never forgiven him for sandpaper gate. I've never, and I reckon it's going to work against Bancroft with that opening position, that Test spot. I think his involvement of that will probably be a black mark. I don't know. What do you What do you think? Am I Am I too over the top on this? Am I too harsh? Should we forgive Dave Warner for that moment of madness in Cape Town? I can't do it. And and it's not the only thing about Dave Warner I don't like. There's lots of stuff. I've I've spoken out before about how. Um, how outspoken Candace Warner is about a lot of the stuff that goes on when Dave can fight his own fight. And he did it in Perth with the Mitch Johnson controversy where he just came out and made 150 odd and just shut everyone up and well done Dave Warner for doing that. But there's a lot of things I just don't like about this whole Dave Warner bloke. And, and that's, I've never forgiven him for Sandpaper Gate. Am I off the money here? Am I, am I being too harsh? Let me know. 0457 736 736. And do you think Bancroft's involvement in that will possibly have an impact on him becoming the next Australian opening batsman? I'd like to know your thoughts uh, on that as well. Something that happened to Dave Warner over the last couple of days and he announced it today on social media, I think is low. Very low. And, and whoever did this is a scum. Scumbag or scum? I think it's scumbag, isn't it? Yes. Um, someone has flogged his baggy
6: greens. And have a listen to what he had to say on social media. But A couple of days ago, our bags got uh, freighted via Qantas. Uh, we've gone through CCTV footage. Um, they've got some blind spots, apparently. Uh, we spoke to the Key West Hotel, who we absolutely trust and have gone through their cameras. No one's came into our rooms. But unfortunately, someone has taken my backpack out of my actual luggage, which had my backpack and my girls' presence in there. Inside this backpack was my baggy greens. That's sentimental to me. It's something that I would love to have back in my hands walking out there uh, coming this week. If it's the backpack that you really wanted, I have a spare one here. You won't get into trouble. Please reach out to Creed Australia or myself via my uh, social media. And I'm happy to give this to you if you return my baggy greens. Thank you. Yeah,
4: pretty low. Pretty low. I mean, he's he's earned those. He wants to wear them, obviously, in his last Test match ever for Australia, to steal his kids' presents and his baggy greens, and to take that backpack. Um, is pretty low. Absolutely, though. Was it Dora the Explorer? Are you serious? I just I had to. I've been working on that gag all day. Uh, SCN's coverage of the New Year's test starts tomorrow, 9am Australian Eastern Daylight Time, live from the SCG, a man who's part of our coverage uh, will be joining us uh, very shortly. And the Aussie women headed into the third test against India, locked up at one all after India claimed their historic maiden test victory over Australia in the second. So I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that was the first victory over Australia. And just on the BBL, Hurricanes beat Thunder yesterday by seven wickets. Good to see... Benny McDermott back into some form. Chris Jordan took four wickets. As I said last night, heat and sixes. Uh, that game was abandoned. Jeez, it was fun sitting at the Gabba for two hours talking about stuff. Poor old Chris Hartley, who's my co commentator I think he fell asleep at one stage. Uh, tonight, the Stars take on the Renegades at the MCG. Let's hope the weather prevails and we get a good game there. You can hear that action uh, soon on SEN. That's our cricket update brought to you by Toohey's. I feel like a two ease or two. Drink responsibly. Break time. When we come back, uh, more of your And Simon Cadditch joins us on Sports Day. Epic has
3: arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. He's got that out of the middle and into the gap. He goes to 52.
4: Brilliant batting, Simon Cadditch. You once again are making the most of an opportunity. It's his first test in Australia for some time. Three years, to be precise. Jeez, I tell you what, you do well to get back into that Australian cricket team. He did it. How many times, first of all, welcome Simon Cadditch to Sports Day. How many times did you make your way back into the Australian cricket team? Was it the tw- was it twice or were there was there more times?
0: Uh, Good afternoon, yeah, it was a couple of times, I think. Um, I got my debut in 2001 in in the Ashes in England when uh, Steve Waugh injured his calf and my debut in the fourth test at Headingley and then uh, didn't get back in until I think it was sort of late 2003 against Zimbabwe in Australia and then, um, yeah, it was sort of in and out of that team for the next couple of years and then got back in for the final time in sort of mid-2008 for the West Indies Tour after being told a year earlier that I was never going to get picked again. So, yeah, there was probably a few times, probably, yeah, three or four, mate.
4: Yeah, geez, i tell you what, to be told that, that, that might, it would have made you more determined, right?
0: Oh, definitely. Um, I think when I got told that in sort of April of 2007, um, I was only, I think I was still only about 31 years of age. So I'd had a pretty good season the year before for New South Wales. So it came as a bit of a shock, but... Um, yeah, it was nice to be able to um, prove them wrong and get back in there, and then yeah, I guess play my best Test cricket in my last period in sort of 2008 to 2010.
4: Simon, so, mean, you're a part of our SEN cricket commentary team, doing a great job with, with the lads, Jarrett, Barrett, Sunderaiz, and Collo, and a cast of thousands, including Flammo. Um, the the third Test kicks off tomorrow against Pakistan. Pakistan put up a brave fight in that second Test. At the MCG. Is there anyone from Pakistan and Australia that's impressed you most so far this summer?
0: Yeah, look, it was a fantastic fight from them. I think um, obviously they got off to a slow start on day one, uh, dropping David Corner early and then going Mitch Marsh in that second inning. So, you know, had they taken catches, I think everyone probably felt they were, you know, played well enough to win. But I think uh, for mine, you know, what's impressed me the most is that. They've come out and said they want to play the more aggressive style of cricket, which is not easy to do against Australia in Australia. So I think the way that the skipper led the way in Melbourne, Sean Massoud, and backed it up with the bat, whilst he didn't get 100, you know, he got a couple of 50s and played really well. So you know, he was impressive to be able to go out there and, and walk the talk. Um, I've been impressed with Abdullah Shafiq. He hasn't got a massive score yet, but he got a really good 60 in the first innings. looks a good player uh, and he's still only young. And then in terms of their, I guess, their um, bowling lineup, you know, Shane Shafridi stands out, and he, yeah. he's probably had a slow start in the series, but I thought, I thought he came to life and at second innings, has got some early breakthroughs with um, Kawadra and Labashane and then, yeah, Meehams has stood up and, and bowled well, and he got fourth from the second inning. So they've had a number of players that, you know, probably aren't that well-known to Australian fans, but I thought their, their spirit, they showed... In um, in Melbourne, with it, and, and probably the one that summed it up the most was uh, the youngster playing his second Test, Amir Jamal, who got six wickets in Perth, and then came out to uh, to bat and got thirty odd not out in Melbourne, and and then uh, kept them in the game with some lower order partnerships. So yeah, they've had plenty of guys stand out, even Rizwan as well. He's brilliant, and, and probably uh, yeah, on another day if things went his way, you know, Pakistan might have won that second Test.
4: Well, yeah, uh, I mean the fifty-four buys in the first innings didn't help either. You know, when you when you take those into consideration, if you knocked about thirty off those, it would have been a much closer match uh, for the Aussies. Mitch Marsh is he the one who stood out?
0: Yeah, he's been superb. I think uh, you can really see in his mindset, his game hasn't changed. It's just he's freed his mind up, and I think this time around, since he got back in the Ashes earlier in the year, he's made a conscious effort to. True to himself, which is to go out there, take the balls on, and normally does that in white ball cricket at the top of the order. But I think this environment that uh, Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins have created, they're allowing each of the players to be themselves, you know, on and off the field with their individuality. And I think Mitch is a great reflection of that. Uh, he's played aggressively in both tests. He probably should have had two test hundreds in these first two tests. He got a beautiful in Perth, got 90, and then the other day he had a bit of luck, got dropped twenty, uh, but then made them pay, and and you know just fell short on ninety six of what would have been a you know richly deserved hundred. Given that Australia were under huge pressure mm. uh, at one stage there, four for sixteen, and he stood up and and played the way that he wanted to play when he got back in this team, which is not that easy to do. You know when the team's under that sort of pressure and and you want to play aggressively, but he did it, and um, yeah, he's been brilliant so far.
4: Yeah, and Aussies want a character, don't they, to get behind and. We've got it in Travis' head. I feel like Travis' head should walk out to the middle with a long neck when he has a bat and just put it behind the <laughs> st- behind behind the stumps. But Mitch Marsh is that is another character that Aussies just fall in love with now. And in fact, I think I heard something during the last test at the MCG five or six years ago. He was booed from the field. Last test, last week, standing ovation. Yeah, look, they certainly uh, appreciate him last
0: week. I think he's got a great reception. And he would have gotten an even bigger one if he'd gotten the three figures. But, um, yeah, you're right about Travis Sanders. There's a bit of worry about him uh, in terms of how he looks with his his moustache. And I think Mitch Marsh is is, uh, loving how he's playing. So I think at five and six, they've decided to double up with the (laughs) moustaches and and try and outdo each other. So, um, yeah, look, I think what it does is it shows Australia have got a really... uh, aggressive and dynamic sort of five six and even seven if you include alex carey who likes to get on with it so yep. i think if the top four the engine room do the bulk of the work early and, and sort of wear down the attack which they they did the other day those guys can come out with a license and play aggressively so it'll make for an exciting test team if that's the case and um yeah all, all those guys in the middle would like to get on with it so it's uh it's not a bad spot for them to be in at the moment
4: 2011. Let's get on to Warner. now. 2011. You retired from uh, Test cricket. What's going through Warner's Warner's head as you think about your retirement from Test cricket?
0: Well, I, wish, I wish I'd been able to retire the way he's been able yeah. to, but um, <laughs> it unfortunately didn't quite work out like that. I got injured, and never got uh, never got back. So um, yeah, that, that's that's the way things go, and you know, time moves on, and uh, in, you know, my I guess experience. It happened for a reason, and um, you know you move on with the rest of your life. But in Davey's experience now, you know he's going out really on a high. He's been able to go out at his home venue at the SCG, uh, played beautifully in Perth at the start of the series when the selectors hadn't guaranteed him, a, you know, a fairytale finish at the SCG. But he went out there and got a superb 164. So I don't think he could ask for a better way to finish. Um, you know he's. He's going to go down as, I think, the second highest uh, amount of runs across all three formats um, as a batsman. And, and But as an opener, he's arguably our greatest ever all-format opener, um, given the amount of runs he's made across the three formats. And given that uh, T20 cricket probably wasn't played as much uh, in the previous era, it's sort of hard to compare between him and Matty Hayden. I think that Matty Hayden had played a lot more T20 cricket. He was... Know, just as aggressive, if not as aggressive as Davy, and um, you'd, you'd be putting those two probably on in the same echelon. But you know, Davy um, has just moved behind Ricky Ponning in terms of second on the most amount of runs for Australia in all three formats, and he rightly deserves to be there. Um, you know he's been an entertainer. He's batted at the top of the order, which is not the easiest thing to do against fresh bowlers in all formats. Albeit, you know, white ball cricket that's the best place to bat, but in Test cricket, it's obviously a A greater challenge but um you know he can he can go away now very satisfied with what he's achieved in his career and um know that you know the way he's gone about it yes he's had obviously some issues at times obviously it will happen in cape town and i think um you know that's made him polarizing but at the end of the day um the way he's been able to come back from that experience and then finish his career the way he has um his testament to his character.
4: Simon Cadditch joining me on Sports Day. Simon, do you think he's gained back the full respect of the Australian public after what happened in Cape Town?
0: Yeah, look, I think it's hard to say full respect because I think there's always going to be an element of the public that um, didn't like what happened, and, and rightfully so. I think, you know, everyone at the time, you know, a lot of us couldn't believe what the Australian team resorted to, but I think... To blame him entirely for that whole episode is probably pretty naive because I think, um, you know, in time, I've got no doubt there'll probably be more set about it. And, um, you know, he, he took the rap along with Cameron Bancroft and Steve Smith, but um, I think, you know, the public feel that there was more to it than probably just those three. But look, you know, at the time, uh, I think what he did was he kept his mouth shut after the initial sort of, you know, um, apology and then got on with trying to go back out there and, and play as good a cricket as, as he could. And, you know, that wouldn't have been easy to do. You know, he was able to come back and do that. For someone like Cameron Bancroft, you know, he hasn't been able to get back there playing for Australia. And it, it just highlights how different and how difficult it can be for, you know, the different characters. But, um, yeah, what, what's done is done. But yeah. for, for Davey to be able to get back to where he got to after such an enormous event like it was in Cape Town and, and obviously have our reputation tarnished the way it was um, you know it, it was significant to, to think that he was able to get back and play good cricket after that
4: event I asked a bloke last night that you played a fair whack of first class cricket against Chris Hartley, former Queensland keeper I said what's your memory of Dave Warner and he said God he, he'd like to sledge, what are your memories as a as a former teammate of his
0: Well, I mean, I was fortunate enough to play with a lot of these current players now as New South Wales captain, you know, around sort of the 2007-2008 sort of season is when a lot of them started to filter into our team at sort of 18-19, and I think Steve Smith debuted that season, so did Kawaja. I think so did, um, about a season or two later, I think Davey debuted, Uh, so did Stark and Hazelwood a few years later, so... I feel like I'm reasonably well-placed. And I think for me, the, the, probably the best memory is we went to the Champions League in 2009 um, for New South Wales after winning the BBL the year before. and We got to play in India and, um, you know, David opened the batting with the late Phil Hughes. And we had a really young team, apart from probably myself, Brett Lee and Stewie Clark. Uh, the rest of the, the team were, were kids, and it was yeah Warner, Hughes, Smith, Enriques, uh, Stephen O'Keefe, and all these young kids, and we end up winning the title. and And Davey at the top of the order. This is only two thousand nine, so he hadn't played for Australia yet, and and he and Phil Hughes just looked like they belonged at that level, and they'd only just been sort of started playing for New South Wales. So um, their energy, their skill, and I think probably more than anything. Was it was their you know firm belief in their own ability, and that's what stood out to me. Not in a arrogant way. It was it was just they were confident, but in a really good way. And I, I think um, you've got to have that to make it at international level. And Davy certainly had that. And I think the other thing was that stood out was that for all of us in that group, um, you love to play with those guys, and Davy was was a big part of that. He, he had that infectious nature where. You know he got stuck in. He trained hard. He, you know, the opposition knew he was a threat, and you loved having those guys in your team. So yeah,
4: that was probably my earliest memory of it. Geez mate, what a great lineup that was, eh? You would have been a pretty proud skipper with that lineup. Finally, we'll let you go. Uh, but before we do, who replaces him at the top of the order?
0: Yeah, I've said this for a couple of weeks now. Um, my thoughts are probably a little bit different. Than most, I mean, I know there's. The three genuine openers in in Bancroft, Renshaw and and Marcus Harris. And I know they've all got their credentials. They've played test cricket before. But in my opinion, I I think Cameron Green um, is suited to making a change and and getting up the top of the order. Um, The reason I say that, I think his first-class numbers are far superior to those three. I think he's a better player um, and a better all-round cricketer. And I think he's good enough to adapt to a new role. So... I think that um, he's batted at four. I know that's not opening, but he's batted at four a lot for WA in previous years and done very, it's probably where he's played his best cricket. So I actually think coming in earlier will suit him better than batting at six. Um, but yeah, look, that remains to be seen what the selectors think. But I, I think he's a long term test player. And, um, you know, he, he didn't do a huge amount of wrong earlier in the year when he got dropped in the Ashes. He had a couple of bad tests but I thought his preparation for that series wasn't great coming in off IPL. So I haven't probably judged him that harshly on on, on that purely because he's still a young player and um, because he didn't have ideal lead in, and, and that's great learning for him. But next time he goes to England, he's got to be far better prepared against a moving Duke's ball than he was this time
4: around. Rightio. SEM's coverage of the New Year's test starts tomorrow from 9 o'clock. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, live from the SCG. I hope you have got something pink ready to wear, Simon. Yeah, the wardrobe
0: for seven will be uh, all over it. So yeah, I'll be, I'm all covered, thankfully.
4: Right, we look forward to hearing you and seeing you on the airwaves uh, from tomorrow, Simon Caddick. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. My pleasure.
3: Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day.
4: Yes, welcome back to the show. Sports Day, Tuesday night. Jason Matthews in the chair tonight. No sats, no rat. Uh, Daddy Vass Bass is in the house, working hard behind the scenes. You'll join me. In just a sec for three burning questions for Toolkit Depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Um, a couple of text messages. Um, I think Riz Demas may have mentioned this one on the text anyway um, about Chappelle Dave Warner having... I'm not laughing at the fact that his backpack has been knocked off and he's lost his two baggy greens. But, geez, Chappelle Corby didn't take long to jump all over this. Uh, Re. Stuff happening. Chappelle Corby has um, put on Instagram today and she said, Qantas, well, do I have a story for you? There you go. Jesus, a lot of lot of talk about uh, Dave Warner. Um, not a lot of love in the room. i have actually asking for his highlights as well. Um, and Pinger says, uh, the greatest Dave Warner moment was when he walked out in England and everyone was wearing Money Bill Williams uh, or Sonny Bill Williams masks. All right. I don't know why people are wearing those. No idea. Dave Warner uh, from Canara Cowboy. Good riddance to the little man. No regrets over Sandpaper Gate. Yeah, I found that. Daddy, I thanks for joining me. I found that really interesting. He could have just went, you know what, wasn't my best moment and move on. But he's got no regrets.
1: Yeah. G'day, Jace. I think, yeah, maybe worded Jeez, that what's one What's happened wrong. to your voice? What do you mean? It's deeper. Oh, I've grown up a bit. It's a new year. Have
4: you grown a set over <laughs> Christmas? Well, the sideburns are gone. Yeah, well, um I think um was it Rooster uh, Rister Muzz wanted to know that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think oh someone someone texted through. Uh they'll be happy to know that yeah. What uh, is going on with your voice? I don't know. <laughs> is it me, listener, or is something happened to his voice? It's I'm incredible. in Sats I'm in Satz's chair, so
4: Oh, we've got extra extra balls on that microphone because yeah. he's got a squeaky voice as well. Mm. Actually, uh Muzz has been on the text a few times. Uh Is Laurie from Maitland, who is Craig from Maitland, a baggage handler at Qantas? I don't know, possibly. Um, But yeah, that's a really good um, text from Canara Cowboy. Um, He put shame to all of Australia, made us cannon fodder for the Poms, and he has no regrets. Um, But then, when you. Bondi Jack has the opposite opinion on this. Woogs, what's the deal with Warner? Faf and Athers and Afridi Cheats would have all caught one match from the ICC. Out of Cape Town, the PCCA dopes, panicked. They crucified Smith and Davy. Well, and Bancroft. But, uh, yeah, uh, was it CA or was it the then Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull? I remember he came out and spoke strongly against it. So, and I think the CA had to act on that. But, yeah. Anyway, keep your text coming through. Um, 0457 736 736. That really has riled me up today when he says he has no regrets. Over what happened in Cape Town. And again, that's why I can't like him. I'm sorry. He's achieved a lot in cricket, but I can't like him when he goes, I have no regrets. That's just arrogant. Mm. Stinks of arrogance. And I can't wait. I can't wait till the end of this Sydney test. (laughs) I'm not going to enjoy watching it, but I'll tell you. It's been a big
1: build-up, hasn't it?
4: And Sydney love it. They get behind it and they'll be there cheering him on and clapping him off and all that. I'll be sitting there just throwing stuff at the television. Anyway. Three burning questions. What's number one?
1: Mate, still on uh, the topic of cricket. Now, on the 17th of January, we just heard from Simon Caddich. Yep. Sh- He's uh, backed green. Yep. I want you to uh, name the, the opener replacement for that test match against the West Indies that the I'm, Adelaide over. I'm of
4: similar thinking as Simon Caddich, but I think Travis Head. That's my thoughts. I'd love that. it would be amazing. How good. As I said, he would be walking out with a long neck, put it behind the stumps. Be drunk by the end of the innings. Well, I'd drink responsibly, everyone. <laughs> That's who I'd say. I, I I would I I'm still hoping Travis Head becomes our next opener.
1: And
7: who what goes you, into his spot? Uh Renshaw. Yeah, nice.
1: Um, let
4: us know what you think. Oh four five seven, seven three six, seven three six. Number two, number now, two.
1: Bit of a yarn came out today. Rafa mm. has dismissed talks that Novak. Is considered as the greatest of all time. Yeah,
4: this is great.
1: The GOAT. Yeah. Who do you think is the GOAT of tennis? Is it Novak? Is it Rafa? Is it Fedra?
4: God, they're all good. I've thrown another one in, though. Mm-hmm. Rod Laver, the Aussie. Oh. 11 Grand Slams once the Open Era started in 1968. He'd, won other, he'd up won other amateur titles before that. And you've got to remember, he didn't, he didn't travel in the age of first-class suites and... The massive entourages that that these people have and the sports science, and he played on all surfaces. He played on he played on wooden floors. Mm. I I I would say Rod Laver, hands down. Okay. The greatest. Yeah. Um. Of the modern era, I think it's hard to beat Roger Federer for on and off the court.
1: Yeah, definitely off the court. Just a, just a gentleman, gentleman of the game.
4: Yep. Uh, and my misso thinks he's good looking as well.
1: All right, mate, thirty seconds, <laughs> the last one. He goes all right. Uh now the the last one. Brian Totol oh, spotted on New Year's Eve wearing a bulldog's kit. Uh, what do you make of that? Uh, Can play players on, do it?
4: Play on he's doing it just so people like you talk about him.
1: That's fine. No, I don't I don't rate that. I don't write You know that. what
4: I don't rate? Supporters of clubs who aren't members. How'd you go? to <laughs> you get your membership? Santa hasn't come through with the goods. What do you think? What do you think about all those? I've got to hurry because I've got to go to the break. Oh, uh, four, five, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Tool Toolkit depot. Everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear in store and online. You're
1: right, mate. Yeah, I was just going to say, Daniel, don't worry. I'll get that membership sorted, mate.
4: The Sports State, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au.
3: Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Shouldn't uh, really be
4: talking to this bloke, but uh, I've got to. It's what we have to do here. Uh, remember, you win some, you lose more. Chris Nelson, hello. Hello,
8: Jace. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. Happy well, no, New Year listen. To all our listeners and. Yes. I was going
4: to yes, ask you that. When do you stop saying Happy New Year to people? Cause, uh, I'm over it now. Well, I think um, I think tomorrow, that's the cutoff. So midnight yep. tonight, that's the cutoff. If you come back to work next week, don't expect a Happy New Year.
8: No, there is a cutoff for all these things, isn't there? I, I agree with you. Couldn't agree more. But if you haven't seen the person, well, I suppose you've got an extra couple of days. Well, hang on.
4: But then what if I don't see him until June?
8: Well, that's taken... No, there's theres two cut-offs. One, when you, one official, one and one a couple of days later if you haven't seen them.
4: <laughs> it's too
8: many that rules. That make sense? No. They are the rules. <laughs> right,
4: yeah, we're gearing up for the Magic Millions. Jeez, we had some rain around southeast oh. Queensland. Back at the Gold Coast this weekend, how do you reckon that's going to affect the track?
8: Well, it's a heavy 10. there There'd be no surprise to you at the at this stage and with all the rain down there. But, uh, look, the track manager there, Navesh, He's saying it's some of the heaviest rain he has ever seen in his life. But the new track is coping really well. The drainage is going really well. And he's thinking that by the time we get to Saturday, we'll be in the soft range. But we are forecast to get some more rain on Saturday. So we're hoping it doesn't happen during the meeting. But he's saying soft. So new track, new drainage. It's obviously doing the job so far.
4: Yeah, right. Okay. So that's Saturday. Where are we before then?
8: We go to Eagle Farm tomorrow. That's our first meeting of the week. Then we go to Gatton on Thursday. We go to Mackay on Friday during the day, and the Sunshine Coast on Friday night. That is going to be one heavy track, I can assure you. Uh, Saturday we'll get back to the Gold Coast in a sec. But Ipswich we race at, and we also race at Bell in the country. Where? Uh, now, Bell. I haven't got i S I L.
4: I'll Google that while you. You'd think by now about what's happening. You, uh, you, you think by now you would look that up before you come on the air?
8: Bell you would think so, wouldn't you? So that should have been my New Year's resolution. Now, yeah, what, to do research? At, it's right. At the Gold Coast on Saturday, we have got the $250,000 wave for the three- and four-year-olds over 1,800 metres. We've got two $250,000 class fours, one for the Colts and geldings, one for the Phillies and mares. We've got two $250,000 maidens. One over 1,400 and one over 1,100. We've got a two year old gold nugget for the Colts and Goldings and a two year old gold pearl for the Phillies. And keep in mind, uh, the last few, I think the last 10 runnings of the Magic Millions has been quite a number of winners who have raced the Saturday before in either the gold nugget or the gold pearl. So very important lead up races there on Saturday.
4: Bell is a rural town and locality in the Western Downs region. So it's about 39 Ks north of Dalby.
8: Oh, it's not far away at all.
4: Uh, population of 502 people, currently 19 degrees and cloudy. Well, surprise, surprise oh, in Queensland Nodic. at the moment. righty Uh Any tips for tomorrow, mate?
8: Uh, no, I think I'm going to just uh, wait and see what happens tomorrow right. with the weather. Uh, right, okay. I have no idea how the Eagle Farm track will come up, and we'll probably get well, – it's only seven races. They're only small fields, and by the time we get with the scratchings in the mornings, we could have mm. uh, three or four runners in some of those races, so – I think we'll just wait and see what happens, Is, Jase.
4: Isn't it great, listeners, when the guy comes on to give tips, refuses to?
8: Well, <laughs> it's not much use because it'll either be scratched or I'll tip you something or go around $1. ten in a field of four and then you'll bag for that. And lose. Yeah, that's right. that's
4: right. I'm telling you, get your cat doing the tips again. She had a great run. Uh, check, check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks Jace. There he goes. Uh, Chris Nelson on Sports Day. Um, some stations leaving us shortly for the Big Bash where it's absolutely pouring down. Not going to be much action. Uh, maybe you should continue to listen to us via the Super Radio Network or via the SCN app. Just look for Sports Day. A couple of quick texts, lots of them coming in about Dave Water. You need to forgive Warner for the sandpaper issue, but Bancroft's inept attempts at deception cannot be forgiven to cheat so badly is un-Australian. Thank you, Crime Scene. Uh, Canara Cowboy could have been one of the greats, Dave Warner, but in years to come, when his name is brought up, it'll be like... He's good, but remember Sandpaper Gate? No regrets. Really calm as a bitch, mate. Yeah, I still can't get that. Um, Big J Dog. Yes, totally agree about Warner. Always about himself. Heaps of others as well. Uh, Woogie. It's probably Alan Joyce who pinched Warner's cap. (laughs) That's from Matt. Yeah, right. Thanks, Matt. Hey, break time. We will be back on the SCN app and across the Super Radio Network. Hope you can
3: join us. This is Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9. A groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Trained for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state of the art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day.
4: I can't believe we're up to hour two of the show already. Um, if you're listening, hello. Uh, we are live via the SEN app uh, around Australia at the moment and New Zealand. Oh, and by the, oh around the world, I suppose. But um, uh, if you're listening through the Super Radio Network, hello to you tonight as well. Um, the big bash tonight between the Renegades and the Stars. At the MCG, the bat flip has been delayed due to pouring rain at the MCG. This reminds me last night of the Gabba. I, by the looks of things... Pretty big storm happening at the MCG at the moment. I don't know whether they are gonna get any play away. Uh, tonight we'll keep you updated on that. Ryan sent a text. Actually, we've had heaps of texts tonight. O four five seven seven three six seven three six. Ryan said, Woogie, you're a legend. Thanks, mate. I'll I'll take that. Not often I get caught. That's so normally flog. Uh finally give it give it to that uh that bloke, I'm, I'm imagining. He's talking about Chris Nelson, He's... he's. Bloody great at his job. Uh, about his tips, the so-called expert, you can now call yourself the number one on sports day. Bugger sats or that part-time joker. Thank you, Ryan. I'll take that because it's not often you get good something nice with the audience here. Steve, still listening in Dubbo. Says I was off to a good start tonight because uh, I mentioned Parramatta in the first break. Uh, thanks. Why all these compliments tonight? It just doesn't... It just doesn't, um, just doesn't sit well. Um, and Steve also says, I'd rather listen to a years of Sat's Last Laugh on the loop than listen to Warner Talk. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Absolutely. Got a nice text as well from, from Glenn. What's going on? Is it Are people still drunk from Christmas? Uh, happy New Year, Justin. Great to hear your voice again, mates. Why didn't you call me as I would have hosted the show with you? Well, let's. I'd rather talk about Dave Warner, to be honest. Glenn, you're on the phone. Hello, mate.
5: Hello, buddy. Happy New Year, Justin. Uh, thank you, mate. All the best, mate. Great to hear your beautiful voice again, yeah, mate. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. If, thank you. Um, mate, you... if you haven't got another host, just give me a call, mate. I'm back in Newcastle after Christmas at Murrundi, mate. Hey, how was it? My manager's... Ah, oh, fantastic, mate. Lovely little place up there my brother's got. What's the Glenn family Man. look
4: like uh, at Christmas lunch?
5: Ah, uh, we had a, we had a fairly quiet lunch. A um, couple of beers, bit of ham, bit of turkey, some lovely vegetables. Nice, mate. And did you, and which yeah.
4: which one of your girlfriends did you take?
5: Ah, uh, mate, I met a couple up there. Oh God, you just they followed incre- me up. You're incredible, aren't you?
4: Aren't you? You're just oh, a stud. met a
5: girl on the train, mate. Oh, sensational. Th- wait,
4: but mate. Wait, you met a girl on the train. How do you? Glenn, I mean you've got there's a lot of single blokes that listen to this show. Can you can yeah. you give them some tips on how, you know, how what do you say to a and
5: and keep it clean by the way and keep it legal. Yeah. Justin, I don't I don't ha, need I don't need lessons on how to talk on the radio, mate. I've been doing no, no, it all no, my I, life, I'm mate. talking
4: about no, I'm talking about lessons on how to talk to women in public um yeah. h- how do you how do you attract them what is it about you that that, that it draws just, them to you like
5: there, i just sit there mate and they come they come a running incredible oh, must be must be the 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 cologne i wear <laughs> must be the lovely you know lovely looks i have i'm always very well dressed incredible absolutely incredible is, mate. what do you want anyway i just wanted to wish you a a, a very happy new year, and it's great to hear your voice again, mate. I've missed you while oh, I've been all away, right. not, not having the show on. No, the
4: show has been uh, on. The, by the way, Chris, the show has been
5: on, but anyway. Oh, I can't get it up there, mate. Sorry. Oh, no. But anyway, yeah. the dadster, mate, very uh, happy new year to you too, and your listener and my thousands and thousands of followers. Thanks for all the lovely messages. All right, all right that's, that's, enough, that's enough. Even though he's being
4: nice, enough's enough. Hey, can you imagine him just sitting on the train wearing his I don't know, menage or blue? What's that? That thing, blue something or whatever. Just sitting there, and the ladies just flocking to, him. attracted to him like blowflies to to cow poo. Could you imagine it? Unbelievable. What's he got that we don't have, gentlemen? 0457 736 736. Keep your texts coming through. Big second hour of the show, by the way. Daddy Avass has been working his backside off very shortly. Uh, Mary McGregor um, spoke to Sats and I a couple of months ago, talked about all sorts of things. We'll hear from him shortly. Got a sports update on the way. What? Have you got a what for us? 0457 736 736. Keep your texts coming in. Um, how would dave warner be remembered have you got something nice to say are
1: you serious i know i
4: can't find anything nice to say about dave warner i know that's bad and i know that's un-australian but i can't forgive him for what happened in cape town i just can't do it and and to hear him th- oh, to hear him say this at his media
6: conference yesterday which went on for about 8 hours reflecting back on that um, that, whole, that whole period, my whole career, I've, I've got no regrets because you, you're going to have a lot of hurdles that you have to jump. There's going to be obstacles in the way, but you have to move forward and I've done that with dignity. I've, I've come back and I've got a lot of passion for the game and it was important for, from my perspective to make sure that I'm giving back, making sure that I've not just gained the respect back but making sure that you know, I'm putting you know, Australian cricket first.
4: Dave, whose respect are you talking about? If you're talking about the fans, you haven't won us all back. And you forget something, mate. You may have moved on because you've had to and you've been, luckily, luckily you've been blessed with the second chance to wear the bag of green. That's if you find them again because someone's knocked them off. But you were given the chance to represent your country, your country, my country, our country. When you play for Australia, you don't play for yourself, mate. It's a privilege to play for us. The Australian cricket team has always been our team. It's our national team. And, mate, it's a bloody honour for you to represent Australia. You may have moved on, but we haven't. A lot of us haven't. Some have, and I wish I could. But for you to say you have no regrets over that tells me how much you are out of touch. Cricket in this country belongs to the fans. We're the ones who pay the good money to come and see you play and watch you on television. Incredible. I, it just stinks of arrogance. Steve's been on the text. All Glenn has to say is I'm Glenn from Newcastle. Radio icon, future Hall of Famer. The chicks will flock. You reckon? You reckon that's... Reckon that's what happens. All righty, let's get stuck into the second hour of the show. No play in the cricket because it is raining at the MCG. As I said, a couple of months ago, Sats and I had the privilege to catch up with the great Paul Mary McGregor.
9: Walters hears a call back on the blind. The ninger is there, but it's gone right for Langer, then for Daly, and now for McGregor. They won't stop the big Illawarra centre. A fine origin series. And now rewarded in his first Australian jumper with a try. Wow,
4: 1994 for that try from Mary McGregor. Terrorised. Yes. That many players in his day. We're going to talk man? to him in just a sec for BASF Termidor and Trelona, Australia's most trusted termite solutions. I love this, Satchy. Do you? Like, it's a turn back time. Segment. No, yep. it's not sure on a massive cannon. Yeah, it tonight. It's poor Mary McGregor. Yes, doing the sure impersonation tonight.
2: Mary, welcome to Sports Day. Thanks, guys. How are we? Really well. Good. really well. What? When you hear a trial like that, that was your debut against France. As a, what's your memories go back to? You uh, about your first debut? Uh, it was pretty easy actually, but I
10: think, <laughs> I think at that stage we've been front by about fifty, so it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, just playing with. Playing against, uh, you know, the guys that, um, you know, a couple of years before that I was I was watching on TV, but then playing beside them um, after an origin series or a couple of origin series uh, was a great achievement. Uh, Pulling on that jumper for the, for the first time in front of your parents and, um, you know, it's something as a kid you always dream to do. So to be able to achieve that um, with the colour of players I play with and we won pretty comfortably that night so I didn't have to do too much to be honest.
2: Yeah, nice. Now, born in Dapdo, Mary, were you a Dapto Canary growing up?
10: I was a Dapdo Canary, mate all the way through. Well, I had one year actually in college but um, when I was sixteen, but every every other part of it was uh, with Dapto mate right through to grade.
2: Dapto dogs as a kid. Even <laughs> as a young adult, did you did you did you get down to the Dapdo <laughs> dogs quite a bit?
10: Absolutely. <laughs> on a Thursday night, um, sitting, standing around the fire and waiting <laughs> for a punt. Um, yeah, it was a regular sort of thing with us back then. Uh, as a team, we used, to, we used to sort of get there on a Thursday night after training um, and hang around and um, have a shower and then and go to the dogs
4: on the night and have a couple of beers. So it used to be good. So footy in the winter, what did you do in the summer, mate? Did you play cricket, surf? How did, how did you entertain yourself?
10: Well, as a kid, I played a lot of cricket, Um, and then as I got older, I'd I'd hit the water a bit, so a lot of surfing and and water skiing, so that was the main sort of summer things. Um, And a lot of touch footy uh, in the summer as well down here, so uh, it was pretty big, uh, and I got right into it for a while there, so um, yeah, but I've been in the water um, most of my life, so that day is that day, but it's only 15 minutes to the water. (laughs) Um, and now I've lived on have lived on the water now for thirty plus years.
2: So yeah, been... nice. Now, Mary, the the Illawarra competition growing up, it's always been, well, it is, has always been a great strong competition. Now the Steelers, now you make your debut at the back end of the nineties, and they start becoming a force in the nineties. They make the finals, and then you you win a Challenge Cup in ninety two. That that side I'm talking about at the the start of the nineties was it mainly made up of all local kids?
10: It was. It was um, our backline was back then. Um, just a quick one was Dave Riolo, um, Wishard, myself, Rodwell, Girdler, Johnny Simon, and uh, the fly eight was Fritzy, who, yep. who was no, come Fritz. down a sixteen-year-old from Queensland. But but yeah. So and Mackenday was the other one who was from down this, from Queensland originally, but played all started here before he we went to Penrith and come back. So. You know, five of that, them seven were locals and four of them become international. So it was pretty good. Um, you know, growing up in the local area and then playing for the local team was, uh, was really uh, an achievement back then because before the Steelers were uh, an identity, they used, St George used to um, get most of the players and, and you know, Blocker, obviously, and, and, and Fulton and all them blokes like that. Gary Jack, they all come from this, this district, but um, had to go up there to play. Um, so Illawar was really good We are moving forward in a, in a big way Unfortunately it um, stopped pretty quickly Once that Super League And yeah. you know, old war started So um, you know, a divide Then Graham Murray uh, we, we made the finals 92 uh, 93 94 I think by memory Or 92-94 um, well, We were always in the top 6 And then um, Mother um, Got punted due to the fact that Uh, He joined Super League. Uh, There was not much choice there. And then um, sort of went sideways a little bit from there. Uh, And then we sort of picked it back up. And then uh, um, obviously the joint venture started in 99.
2: You you mentioned Graham Murray, Muzz. Yeah, one of the great coaches. He had a lot of success wherever club he went to. And as I said, you won the 92 Challenge Cup that year. Um, Now, what sort of coach was he like? Because from the outside looking in, Mary, he looked like a sort of coach that just had this really good connection with the playing group.
10: Uh, he was a gentleman. Um, like he was a you know, as a person he was a very honest character. Um and you you knew, really knew where you um, stood with Graham. There was no you know, if he wanted to shorten up, you up he could. Um although put an arm around you, he was one of them sort of blokes that you felt if you did go out there and do your best for, you let him down as much as you were yourself and your team. So he was a coach that I always wanted to play for. Um he made me so welcome and so committed to the the team, I thought that uh, every time I took the field, I wasn't going to let him down. He was that type of guy. The other thing off the field, he was very... He was a person who really got the family involved in the club. Uh, The girls become best friends. Uh, His wife was involved with that, Amanda. Um, The kids become friends. and He really made it a family club uh, and and an all-in club. So, for me... It was every time I took the field. I didn't want to obviously let myself or my teammates, but importantly, the coach.
2: Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Now, Wollongong Showground. I've got to say, when hmm. we talk about one of the the most horrible grounds to go and play at, Wollongong Showground has got to be in the top three. It was just near impossible to beat you at Wollongong Showground, wasn't it? What do you
10: mate? It's it's a Nice green patch of grass <laughs> by the ocean. How do not want to play there? <laughs> it was just, it was just the people surrounding that grass and that ocean that probably made it uncomfortable <laughs> to play there. But um, it, you know, it was a, uh, it's a really, if you if you look at the ground uh, from the sky, it's it's, it's actually pretty rare. Um, the, the, the setup, uh, you know, with the, obviously the sand and the ocean backdrop and the and mountains on the other side of the the uh, the ground, but. Uh, the, the crowd is actually on top of you. It's like an England sort of thing yeah. when you look at the crowd and, and how close the the, um, the the players are to it. So they'd let you know. Uh, they'd also let us know if we're not going too well as well. <laughs> so you want to do really well at home to make sure you walked off with uh, a lot of claps and cheers instead of boos. So, um, yeah, it was a great ground. Uh, it was one of, one of the grounds, especially in the early 90s um, to mid-90s, that we, we really owned. Um was our patch and with everyone that come down, we we're going to make sure that, um, you know, we made it hard for them to take away points. And if they did, they were going to be sore for it. So, um, you know, we, we enjoyed playing at home. We used to fill it up. And, um, you know, there's no better thing than putting on that, um, you know, that scarlet.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it, was an icon- it was one of the most iconic parts of the game. I thought that, that picturesque round. But something else that was iconic, Mary, was the Steeler mascot. Now, was it the Steeler mascot that got sent <laughs> off for getting in a fight with one of the players?
10: He was. We're playing the West Tigers, and he thought it was all right to jump into it. I'm not <laughs> sure why. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what he was going to do in the suit, but um, he thought it was a great idea to uh, get involved in around the uh, in goal line. Uh, I think Brendo Mara was the player that was involved in at the time, and... Um, and Max was having a bit of a scuffle with someone, so he decided to jump in, and he, he, got, um, he got punted, and I think he lost his job after that, game too. I was, I'm pretty sure they changed him out. So uh, he got a double whack.
2: One of the great sponsors on the front of the jerseys, the Illawarra in the days too, wasn't it? Kaiser Stuhl. Remember the drink? No. Yeah, yeah
10: we had the, uh, the Kaiser Stuhl. BHP was our yeah. main sponsor. Yeah. But Kaiser Stuhl was early days, yeah. Um, BHP was a pretty, uh, was still his iconic um, you know, a well known brand in, in Australia. So, um, you know, with the steelworks on the other side of that ground behind it, so um, to, to the uh, south, they were a really good supporter of ours. And, um, you know, we, we had some great supporters locally. Uh, and unfortunately, or, or fortunately, depending on which way you look at it, you know, um, we're not standalone anymore, but still got our identity with St. George. Um, and but back then, it was just really hard work with local sponsors and, and a bigger company like BHB or Kaiser that, um, that kept us afloat yeah. for a long period.
2: Well, you talk about that 99 year when you merged with the Dragons. What was that first week of training like, Mary? When you, I know you play against the players and some of them you have a relationship with if you've played Origin, but having to spend every day with them and inside that, that immediate space, what was that first week of training like? Was it strange?
10: Yeah, it was, it was okay for someone like myself guys, because I, um, you know, I played with majority of them boys or against the majority of them boys at other levels, so I knew them on a personal, I knew half a dozen of the boys on a personal uh, basis, and um, I was captain of the Steelers at that time, and Connie uh, was captain of the St. George side of it, so the hardest thing was there was $9 million of player uh, availability and only um, you know other clubs are on about four, I think, it's four and a half million, and we had eighteen months to get that back to and every uh, to a to a um, a cap that fitted in with everyone else.
2: Mary, I hope you get back into the mm. head coaching role uh, again in the NRL. But um, word association before we let you go. First it's a thing game, that, yeah, yeah. First thing game, that right? comes to but, your mind when I mention these these people or situations. Rod Wishart,
10: <laughs> tough. Um, had to hit him in the chest. <laughs> um, and and one bloke do you want beside you in, in, in anywhere you go? Okay, he's a he's a, he's a true warrior. Yeah.
2: Neil Pinchinelli. can
10: drink. Oh, um, <laughs> can drink lots. Um, one of the, one of his, one of my best and closest friends, and still good mates. We grew up together. We played against each other in juniors, and uh, part of the Spaghetti Twins. With Schiffetti, and yeah. one of the better back rowers that probably didn't well, definitely didn't reach, I reckon, the heights that he should have uh, with his ability. like he he was a guy that had a had a good rangy um, carry offload late seat, um, played a couple hundred games. he was he was a very, very good player that should have played higher. Uh,
2: representative level. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad and, you
10: said... That. And drink anyone on the table. Well, that's that's the reason
2: I'm glad you said that because I played with Johnny Cross at Penrith and he said, oh, Neil Pinchinelli, the best schooner drinker I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> and that's coming from oh, Johnny Cross. still
10: trains here at home. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, well, Johnny. Johnny's still trained here every morning.
2: Yeah, he's going good, John. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, oh. last one. If I said to you crocodile dress shoes.
10: Oh, Jason Rolls, Sean Timmons, Trent Barrett, Take, take a guess, that they were all involved in it. And so, the shoes ended up everywhere except back at my place.
2: So you had a pair of crocodile dress shoes that just went missing one, one night. night. Was that right?
10: Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. They, uh, I went missing one day and I went to wear them. Because, they, mate, they were back then they were expensive <laughs> and they were good.
5: <laughs> they were good. And I
10: went to grab them out. I went, I went to get them. And they're making a statement. So I went to get them. And they were gone, and the only people that were at my house was them three characters. And I went, you know what? Something's gone wrong here. Next thing you know, in the mail I get these photos. They're actually in Afghanistan <laughs> with a with a machine gun coming out of the the. Um, then they're taken from there, and then they're in a creek in North Queensland with a cigarette out of the shoe, and then they end up in Bali, and then they end up in another state. And I'm just going, mate, what's going on? And I never got it back, but I've got these photos ongoing for about three years.
7: And uh, every time
10: the boys, one oh, come on, come straight. used <laughs> to take it. I said, mate, what are you doing? Where are? And no one would give, give each other up. But I found out, I think I can narrow it down to Either Jason Rolls or
4: Sean Timmy. That's the two <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah, nice. There you have good it. Good stuff, Mary. <laughs> all righty. Yeah. Uh, for any uh, up-and-coming rugby league players listening to this, don't buy crocodile shoes. Yeah, they're, all not right, cool <laughs> no, no, they're not all
2: cool right. anymore. They're not cool anymore. They're
4: good on. photos. <laughs> 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 all right, Mary. Paul McGregor, uh, mate, loved living your life of footy. Uh, well done, Sats. Well done, Mary. And thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Great stories.
3: My pleasure, guys. Thanks very much for having me. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play building the next generation of legends this is sports day yeah welcome back to the show
4: uh tuesday night edition Uh, the covers are still on in the bbl between the stars and the renegades at the m at the mcg oh that's a terrible terrible richie isn't it uh daddy Vass is back in the studio mate i rushed you just before the news uh, we had three burning questions, right? Mm-hmm. And you asked me about Brian Toto, which is blown up in the media. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> seriously. So, d- just take – he was wearing a Bulldogs jersey. This yeah. is the
1: Panthers winger, right? Yeah, he's taking a selfie uh, on New Year's Eve yep. wearing, wearing a Bulldogs jersey with his family. Now, right. there's an mm-hmm. argument out there that he's supporting his fellow ex-teammates. But what, So, what's the problem, though? He can wear whatever he likes. Well, uh, Dane Laurie, yes, was pictured in twenty twenty one. Yes, uh, wearing a Panthers jersey. Right. And what's wrong with at that? The Tigers. What's wrong with that? Well, he was forced to make a public apology.
4: But why? Why do you have to make a public apology to you jerks? Well, wear whatever. you But he's doing it just to just to mock people who get offended by. If you get offended by Brian Tohill. Wearing a because you don't like it, wearing a Bulldogs jersey on New Year's Eve, then
1: mate, if that's the worst thing that's going to happen, you, you're telling me you're not offended by Adam Reynolds wearing a Broncos jersey. Well, he does. I know. No, I'm not. I'm over that <laughs> old bloke with a
4: bad back and dodgy hamstrings. But, it,
1: but if I woke up and Patrick Carrigan had a um a, cow- a cowboys jersey, <laughs> right? You know, I wouldn't be too happy about that. But why, As,
4: if he's in a social set, why would you be upset about it?
1: Well, it, I don't know, like it, if you if you're that passionate about your club, you, you don't want to wear any other is. jersey. You know? Yeah, but
4: it's it's in his own time. It's just a piece of clothing, mate. Don't put it up on social media. Keep Why it to not? Yourself. Why not don't put anything on social media, people. Yes. I'm sick of seeing your breakfasts. <laughs> Stop it. Please. How much Dave Warner material we're we gonna see over the next couple of days. Oh mate. I'm going to watch. Who wrote? Someone wrote in here. I'll get to it in a moment. First of all, there's some comments around your voice. Is it Daddy Vassal Peter Harvey Canberra? Do you know who that is? Yeah. you right. Newsreader. Canberra. Well, journalist. Reporter, Journal. reporter. Daddy's voice. Woogie. They haven't grown. I said, did you grow a set <laughs> over Christmas? They have just dropped. Put some Barry White on. <laughs>
5: I've heard people say that's
4: what your voice sounds like tonight. <laughs> it
5: does. <laughs> Too much of anything is not good for you, baby.
4: But I still think a chef from South Park. It's just not enough. Yeah. This is Daddy Bass, everybody.
5: Okay.
4: Oh. Your love back. That's going to be one of our songs we play out of the break from now on. Dedicated to you. There oh you go, Rooster God. Mars. I hope that made you happy. <laughs> uh, has Vaso still got the sideburns? Steve from Dubbo wants to know. Uh, gone. Why? Gone. Why did you get rid of them? You better not say what I think you're going to say.
1: Oh, I asked the so I asked, I asked. I asked her opinion. Are you serious? Oh, i ruined that. <laughs> wait, <laughs> Are wait. you serious? She said, "Oh, I don't mind them." But... Is that how she talks? So
4: she's a female version of you. <laughs>
1: No, I don't mind them, but um yeah, probably not was the response I got. So What she
4: didn't like did 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 you give her like a rash or something when you gave her a kiss? No,
1: nah, no, nah, I just said what do you reckon? And uh, so what? wait.
4: Wait, sorry daddy. Wait, one second. You did what your miso told you to do is problem number 1. But mm. secondly, she looks past that rank mo you've got. <laughs> And looks at your sideburns and says, get rid of that. Because you, you have got a rank Mo.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, she doesn't mind the Mo. But really, the, the sideburns are no good, apparently. So. Actually, my mate in WA, he'll be disappointed. But we're having a competition.
4: Oh, a sideburn competition. Yeah, I haven't told
1: him yet. Right, okay.
4: <laughs> um, uh, some more texts here very quickly. Uh, Dave Warner. What's the big deal? Oh, I've already read that one. Our Dave Warner. Boys, the rot started. When underpants model and earrings wearer Michael Clark took the reins of the Australian cricket team, hopefully Travis Head can become captain and redeem the team from Blast the Quads. Uh, 970. Yeah, it, it did. We we're actually talking about this last night, the, how that happened. Um, 433 says, I've been kind to of David Warner. Adrian from Brisbane says, No regrets. And this is the thing that's peed me off the most, Daddy. Why'd you find that uh, audio? It's annoyed me. How about ruining Bancroft's career and diminishing the reputation of cricket in this country? Very average, test average. His leg- legacy will be as a cheat. Harsh words from Adrian, but mm. yeah. Um, Paul from Brisbane says, bang on, Wuzzy. I'll take that. Wuzzy, <laughs> That's your new nickname, Woozy? Um, this is the one I like. <laughs> yeah, woozy. Uh, Raymond, uh Raymond Terrace Rooster. Uh, you should love... You should love Davey because he's a Rooster supporter. G'day, boys. I hope Davey gets a king pair for a farewell present. He's a flat-track bully with LMS. I don't know what that means. The positive is we won't have to put up with Candace much longer. I'm not saying anything. Um, I asked people what, what the attraction of Glenn is, and a few have jumped on the text because mm-hmm. he met a couple of ladies on the train going up to his family's place. I wonder place.
1: if we can find a profile picture.
4: Mm. Uh, St. Boyd said, Jason, you asked what Glenn has that we don't answer. An almighty imagination. <laughs> Dave Warner's best moment is yet to come, retirement. And please reconsider and retire from all forms of the game. Cheat. there is zero love for Dave Warner tonight. I'm happy to read it. Isn't he going to Dubai? He's got to play T20 cricket all around the world. Mm. Daniel from Prairiewood, Woogie, you and I are in Unity ticket relation to in relation to Warner. To say he has no regrets, regrets regarding Sandpaper Gate is disgraceful. Unlike Smith and Bancroft, Warner's never shown remorse for his involvement and in actions. There's never been a heartfelt sorry. Instead, he has positioned himself to be the victim. That's why he has and continues to polarise Australian cricket fans. Good call. And we said that off-air, didn't we, Daddy? All he had to do at that media conference was come. You know what? He didn't even have to use the word regret. He, he, he just could have come out and said, listen, that wasn't something I was proud of. Uh, and I'm thankful that I was given a second chance. That's it. That's all he had to say. Simple as that. Even if you don't believe it, just say it for Christ's sakes.
1: Yeah. I just you got to you got to stick up um, for what's right, and you know in that circumstance that wasn't the right thing, and they made a big mistake, and obviously he's come out and tried to, you know, kind of uh, get his reputation back in order. But you know w- nah. when you, when you have the chance to do it, you got to you got to. You got to own up to it, right?
4: Absolutely. Um, what else have we got here? There's hey, heaps. What another one about Glenn? I think no, Glenn uh, might be aware. Might be wearing a G string from Seven Eight Zero. I've just,
1: jeez, that's really put me off course there. Now I've just seen a. I've just seen a report late this afternoon that we should see uh, an announcement tomorrow by the end of the week on the Luai contract oh, good. situation. Yeah, because so we we'll, actually did we get to that tonight? We're we didn't get to that. No, we we're speaking about it off air. What's um, happening? Well it must be 10 business days. Right, okay. Yeah, we need to read the front fine print on this new um negotiation period because it's definitely been 10 days, Woogie.
4: Yeah. No, it's and if it and if it doesn't get
1: decided if he doesn't
4: answer, which I think he has to, then if I'm West Tigers, I'm pulling that contract and I'm not I'm not giving him another opportunity.
1: We can't just leave him hanging. Right? Um no, you can't. You're saying you've got to be stern and say, well, if you don't want to sign. That's it. No more offers. Right. Thank
4: you. Okay. So you can't, you can't be desperate. Um, Ken, you've hit the nail on the head here. I was, sorry, Daddy. I was, I was trying to work out what Ken was saying. The only thing great about Warner is the first five letters in his surname. Hear, here, Ken from Mermaid. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is fair income. Uh, one more text from 970 about Glenn. Fistful of 50 says Glenn attracts women with his fine scent of Aragard. I think he's more of a menage man. A um, couple of other things. Uh, oh look, we'll take a break. We're going to come back. When I come back, uh, Pat Cummins had a quick chat with Barat Sundarais and part of the SCN cricket team. We'll get to that next. This is Sports
3: Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports
9: Day.
4: That's our favourite song on Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Tuesday night edition. Nothing happening in the Big Bash at the moment. Uh, rain falling at the MCG, so the bat flip has been delayed between the Stars and the Renegades. Um, of course, we're getting ready for the third test tomorrow Australia versus Pakistan at the SCG. Uh, a few big things happening. Of course, it is the pink test uh, where we raise money and awareness for the Jay McGrath Foundation for uh, breast care nurses around Australia. So that's an important message. Um, some blokes retiring. Um, I think his name's Dave Warner, uh, and hopefully he'll have a hat to wear because his baggy greens, apparently, gone missing. Or I did receive a text from someone saying, "I bet you they get found," and that this is just a, a publicity stunt. I don't know. Would you do that as a publicity stunt? I don't. I, I don't. Know. I don't know. Uh, but as we get ready for the third test at the SCG, Australian cricket captain Pat Cummins caught up with SEN Cricket's at Sundaraisen today.
9: Pat Cummins, thanks for speaking with SEN Test Cricket. Happy New Year to start with. Uh, Sydney Test always special, uh, coming back home uh, to your home ground. But just to start off another another year, it feels like twenty twenty three just ended, and we've spoken a lot about how special that was for you.
7: Yeah, it's always a good marker each year coming back here um, The start of the year. Yeah, twenty twenty three just. A, crazy year I think it's going to be hard to top in the last six months just everything went to plan really uh, so we're still still feels like we're on a bit of a high actually um and probably will be for a while uh but yeah good way to kick it off always here in Sydney and then still got feels like another or well, four test matches five test matches in the next uh couple of months which is exciting
9: are you not still like you kick off like um, the Sydney test so or just the new year with uh, fresh views or resolutions
7: and all that no, no, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of uh, play each week as it comes. Um, yeah, especially our calendar is pretty crazy, so I never look too far ahead and just uh, hop on the plane or the bus and <laughs> work out wherever I am that week.
9: Uh, speaking of doing it week to week, this is the David Warner week in some, in many ways. Um, just, just this. What he's brought to Test Cricket, uh, I like, guess he's a pioneer. He started batting in a way that very few people had done before. But what he's meant to Australian Cricket uh,
7: this year? Yeah, I look back to when he started. I think there was a, a way that you're meant to bat in Test Cricket, especially as an open batter. There's you, you know, a certain style, that's how you have to play. And he turned that upside down, um, putting the pressure right back onto the bowlers, striking at 70 or 80 in Test Cricket. It's unheard of. Um, and I think you've seen a lot of teams around the world kind of follow that lead so he's going to be a huge loss Uh, hopefully we'll have a great week for him here Um, but yeah just super impressive his 13 14 year career um, and the amount of games he's won for Australia along the way
9: Uh, and to you guys I mean he's been such a big part of this dressing room I know I mean he always divides opinions around Australia uh, amongst the public but what has he meant to you guys as a teammate and
7: just as a leader in that side yeah he's just always, uh, there's always something going on with David. It's always fun. It Brings a lot of good energy to the group. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time on the road, and he's always up and about. And um, yeah, you know, over the course of what over a dozen years, you know, we've gone through a lot together. He's now got three kids. You know, we all started out. We we're all kind of well, he was early twenties. I was teenagers, um, and now we're all kind of part of families. And uh, so it's been great. Uh, yeah, he's going to be sorely missed. I'm sure there are many, many special moments, but uh, is something that stands
9: out for you, like on or off the field, when you when you think David Warner?
7: Ah, uh, my memory's not great, so I, I'm trying to think. I mean, even most recently, I think in in um, in, the, in the ODI World Cup, mm. the way he, he went about it, um, it's quite easy for someone like him, who's a prolific run scorer, just to get runs. But he'd go out there, he'd play his ramps off top of off for six. Uh, he would really put put the pressure back onto the bowlers and that that really sets up the whole innings for our team and and kind of everyone else follows that lead. Uh,
9: Is there anything planned for him? I mean, in the sense, like, before or after the game and has there been, obviously, been a lot of talk about him, but uh, just what's been happening in the lead-up
7: to this? Yeah, we're going to have a bit of a celebration after the Test match um, for Davey. Uh, We've got a few little bits and pieces as a team that we've we've sorted for him, but, yeah, the main thing is trying to make sure on the field he has a special week and... uh, yeah, I'm sure it will be really well celebrated by the fans here at the SCG. Uh, I mean, the focus obviously is on him, Pat, but you know, like you said,
9: test cricket just rolls on. And in 10 days after his final day, maybe in test cricket, you'll need a new opener. Um, has there been a lot of discussion about it? Um, different people have chimed in with their options, yeah. but like, just where do you stand with knowing who that person is?
7: Uh, yeah, the good thing is there are some really good options. Um, you know, The honest answer is we haven't sat down in depth, we know we've got a bit of time. Um, so we kind of want to see, yeah, there's no point making a decision before we need to uh, on on this one. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll sit down after this test match and the selectors will come up with who they think's uh, best, to, who's going to do, you know, the best in that spot. Um, Davey's pretty hard man to replace, but we'll try.
9: Do you have a preference as, just to be a specialist or could it be someone from the middle or a push double? Personally, do you have a preference on that front?
7: No, not really. I think it's just whoever you think is going to perform best up there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, no preference or yeah, don't have to be right-hand or left-hand, just whoever you think is going to be best.
9: Uh, and just finally on on this pink test, uh, but uh, you said earlier it's always been special to you and your family and it's been a tough year for you on a personal front. So what does this mean to you and this one in particular?
7: It's always special. Um, you know, I think it's it's a, a week each year where you see how positive, you know, how much positive change we can make through cricket and seeing... 30,000, 40,000 people turn up here and wanting to make a difference and doing it together. I, I think that, that still makes it really special for me. Um, but yeah, obviously with Mum, it's been a, a really difficult year, so this one's going to have a bit of added um, uh, kind of specialness to it. Um, yeah, like, like it kind of has pretty much every test I've played here. Thank you so much, Bad well. Great, thank you. Patty Cummins with Bar at Sundaraisen
4: ahead of the third test, which starts tomorrow at the SCG. Break time. When we come back,
3: we'll wrap it up here on Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, trained for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day.
4: We're almost done and dusted for a Tuesday night of Sports Day. Gee, the night has flown. Thank you for all of your text messages tonight. It, it has gone absolute bonkers. Everyone's going to. An opinion on Dave Warner, haven't they? Um, yeah, good stuff. I'm just trying to read some before I read about uh, on the air. Steve from um, uh, Dubbo saying he loves what To'o did. I hope it derails the Panthers season. I've been waiting for them bastards to implode for a while. It's those, by the way, not them. Um, and uh, Daniel from Prairie Wood agrees with Daddy Vass. Uh, regarding to- oh, wearing a Bulldogs jersey, even if it was a G-Up, the optics don't look good. Oh, come on, guys. It was New Year's Eve. Players are representative of their football clubs, effectively brand ambassadors. You don't need them repping an opposition club. If it was a Storm player, would be filthy. Woogie, How would you feel if Cam Murray was photographing himself in a Roosters jersey? I don't care. I hope it just upsets the Roosters fans. Honestly. Uh, some more text on 0457 736, 736. Read the cricket. Uh, Bulging Wallet says, I think we'll get play tomorrow in the New Year's Test in Sydney. Yeah, I think so too. I think the worst day for this may be Thursday. So uh, fingers crossed, everything's crossed that we'll get a a result out of this Test match. The last couple of years has been terrible. Uh, has it? Uh, Apparently the rain can't make it over the Blue Mountains. It will be cloud only. Thank you, Bulging Wallet, for that. Um, Woogie, surely not Renshaw. He's like a corpse in pads. So boring. Matt? No. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to see him get the opportunity. I don't think Bancroft should again. And I don't think he will. And I think Harris is too old. So unless there's someone else, please put him forward. And I can't have that Cam Green. Hey,
5: Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me.
4: Not a chance. Bancroft will never be picked for Australia again, and he can thank Warner for that from Stepper in, at Redcliffe. Yeah, good call, Stepper. Uh, Dave Warner, agree with you, Woge. Uh Dave Warner has an attitude. Won't miss it, Michael, from the Gold Coast. Yeah, mate, I... I, I yeah. God, I hope he doesn't get 100 or something. Um, and a text from 750. Good question. Read the Brisbane Heat. Do you know what will happen if the Brisbane Heat were to host the final of the Big Bash this season, seeing as the test of the Gabba starts on the 25th of January and the BBL final is on the 24th? Yeah, what's going to happen there, Seven five zero. All Brisbane Heat finals games are, are slated for Heritage Bank Stadium on the Gold Coast, so not ideal. Some pretty bad planning from Cricket Australia with that test match against the West Indies, so... Yeah, all of their finals games, whether they play one, two, or how, however many, will be at Heritage Bank Stadium on the Goldie. All righty, we're gonna go a oh, quick community update. There's a fire burning in Salisbury, north of Newcastle. For more details, rfs.newsouthwales.gov.au. Thanks to Fire code. first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire
2: conditions. We'll be back tomorrow, and I catch ya. Goodbye.